0: Okay, so it feels like a group led by a man called Neil. Yep. Hello, and thank you for this opportunity to speak with you. Mm, Pleasure. We have been waiting, and we know that this is a... uh, rare opportunity and we are appreciative of of your time and the assistance that we feel you will be able to bring us
1: mm.
0: we've felt quite mixed up between life and death if we could call it that
1: yeah
0: or the difference between being on earth and being as we are now. Yeah. What is this change? It is not how we thought it might be.
1: Well How did you think it would be?
0: Well, I didn't think about it really.
1: Right, so you had no I... f- real firm ideas about what the afterlife would be like.
0: I suppose I had the from my early childhood the feeling that uh, of heaven and hell but I, as I grew up I I thought I discarded that and I mm. didn't believe that and when it came to my deathbed really I didn't really know what was to happen mm-hmm. to occur
1: mm-hmm. yeah can I ask just a few questions about your life on Earth? Yes. Yep. So how, how many are in your group now? 300 yeah. to
0: 400, yeah. yes. the some coming and going.
1: Yeah. And if you sort of analyse all of your experiences together, do you feel that sort of most of you had that kind of experience where you were brought up in some kind of faith when you were a child but, but sort of discarded it uh, as you grew up? And became adults.
0: Some of us are like me. Yeah. And had some kind of vague religious background. background. I wouldn't say I didn't regularly attend church as no, a child no, even. No. It was more that perhaps well, parents our were. parents or their parents had yeah. once been involved in a religion and it sort of came through to us. Yeah um but there are some in this group who were never raised with any inkling mm-hmm. of anything
1: would it be fair to say then for the whole group and and something you can confer about that that none of you really had a firm idea of what would happen when you died
0: that's right yeah. that's right
1: so you were sort of very focused on your life on earth and 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 mm. many of you also had some fear about passing, like in the sense of when, when your time arrives, sort of what, what's going to happen now type of feeling.
0: Yeah, it, mm. it felt like the great unknown. What would mm. happen?
1: Mm. And I think it would be fair to say, to be honest, that the majority of humankind are in the same condition, even those who are religious. I mean, most people have very little real concept about what's going to happen mm. when you die. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and it's very rare to find a person who actually understands the truth about what happens when you die. And even those people who flirt with spiritualism on earth have very little idea or concept about what happens after they pass. So okay. it's a common thing. And firstly, okay. it's important to see that. you know. And one of the main reasons why it's a common thing is because there's very little education on earth about what happens after you pass because very, pe- very few people on earth have communication with people who know in the spirit world, who know what happens when you pass. So mm. so there's very little shared information. And, and many of the mediums who operate on earth, you've probably visited some in the time. How, how long have you been um, in the state you are now?
0: Fifty years for me. Yeah. It varies.
1: Yeah. For some of the others, how long has it been?
0: For some 100, 150 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some, Some 20 years.
1: And in that time, you probably would have found a few people who you could communicate with on earth who recognised that you were there. Have you ever done that or before or not?
0: Not really. Not Not that we know of or we don't even really understand what's happening now.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, and I feel that's fairly normal for many people too, you know, that goes on for many years after a person's passed. So what have you been doing in that period of time? in that time that you've been in this state?
0: Well, we've been around people. On Earth. Yes. Yep. Um, and we had the... Or I had the experience. It sort of made me feel crazy in my head mm-hmm. that I could be with these people and see them and was like sitting at the table with them but they
1: couldn't see you
0: couldn't see me and couldn't hear me and and I felt like I was there but it was like I wasn't there mm-hmm. and some others in this group have had that same experience until we realized that well we did die Mm-hmm. We did die, and so this is something new, but why is it still. It's like the same but worse, because everything is sort of. It's like there's a greyness to everything, and a, mm. a sort of a. Nothing feels quite.
1: Real, like re- oh,
0: real or tangible, but. But we are. Existing,
1: mm, yeah, mm.
0: and so, and
1: the fact we're having a conversation means that you are, doesn't it? Too?
0: <laughs> yes, but some of us have gone through a period of almost like feeling that we have lost our mind or we can't, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. not real, but we are real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And can and, you see
1: each other fine?
0: <laughs> yes, now that we've found each other, yes,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: we are all men yeah and we've tried to figure it out on our own mm-hmm. and sometimes we can go to a place that's not around the people that we is not on earth, I suppose you would say mm-hmm. But really we just go to a sort of grey fog, Mm -hmm. mist fog sort of a sort of place Mm -hmm. where nothing, there's nothing to see. And even it's like we get, it's hard to see each other.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So that's all that we've done and... Someone came to us.
1: Yep. Who was that? What was their name? Do you remember? Anthony. Mm-hmm.
0: And said that we could get help here. Mm-hmm. And so, but we had to wait. So we've just been following you around.
1: Waiting for an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. No worries. Well, it's good that we've got the opportunity now. Yes. Well, yeah, well, um, the first thing is that we need to explain basically what, what the change is all about, you know, the change between living life on earth and living life in the spirit world. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And um, w- a lot of what I share with you, you'll be able to experiment with for, for yourselves, but, but what, we're, what we're going to do is introduce you to some helpers who are going to help you exp- have those experiments as well all right, so some helpers that you can trust. But before we do that, we need to sort of show you who you can trust and who you can't trust and things like that and who, who knows the truth and who doesn't know the truth and things like that. And we also need to explain to you some basics about how, you know, the human is constructed because most people believed before they passed that the body was all they were, you know, their brain and their body and their thoughts and so forth, Whereas, whereas that's not actually... Quite true, you know, the physical body is, is a very minor part of the human, actually. So we need to explain to you how the human is constructed. Does that sound okay? Yep. And then we'll explain to you how the spirit world is constructed as well, and that way we can explain to you why when you leave here you go to a foggy place and and uh, and how you can change that, because you can actually change these things. And you can change them quite rapidly, actually. Okay. All right, so, so this should give you some... Sort of a hope that you're not going to have to live the next 50 years the same way you've Mm. lived the last 50 years. All right. so, So the first thing I want to explain to you is how the human is constructed. Okay. Okay. And basically the human is made up of a soul that God has created that splits into two halves when it incarnates onto earth and it joins with a spirit body and a physical body. Now, when I say it joins with the, the conception process, I don't know if you've examined that since you've been in the spirit world, but no. the conception process, in the process of conception, there's two bodies created. There's a physical body, which you've obviously been using for the time you were on earth, and there, there's a spirit body that's created, and that's the body you see now when you look at each other. That's right. the spirit body. And that's connected to one half of the soul. Right? And so what you really are is one half of a soul connected to a spirit body, connected to a physical body.
0: How? Why didn't I know that?
1: Well, because the education about that is not present on earth.
0: But what is, why didn't I feel that, experience that? The well, other there's a body lot of
1: reasons why uh, anybody doesn't experience it, but the primary one is the lack of education and
0: but but I experienced my physical body without education.
1: True, and you're experiencing your spirit body now without education.
0: But if this body existed at the same time as my physical body... It did. Why didn't I experience it as because well? Because
1: the f- spirit body and the physical body are connected by what's called a silver cord. And this silver cord transmits, if you like, from the primary att- apparatus of experience all of the mechanisms for for human learning. So, so while you have a physical body, that becomes the primary apparatus via which the soul learns. Do you understand? Okay. But when the cord severs, this silver cord severs, which happens at the time of death of yes. the physical body, your primary apparatus for experiencing life becomes your spirit body automatically. Okay. Does that make sense? So, so you weren't conscious of your spirit body primarily because your primary apparatus of experiencing life at the time and you didn't develop anything different to this. And the majority of people on earth don't. The primary apparatus for experiencing life is the physical body. Does it make sense? And so that's mm-hmm. why you were not conscious of anything else other than your physical body.
0: Mm, okay. Seems a strange thing to... To have a body that you can't feel?
1: Well, as soon as, as soon as you. It's a mechanism that God created to allow you to continue your experience in the spirit world, in, in, in a spirit form, which actually has less uh, constraints in some ways than a physical form. And um, it allows you to continue this experience without you having to develop knowledge of the experience. Now, on Earth, you can develop knowledge of your spirit body. And you can also develop knowledge of your soul, but the majority of people on earth don't do those things because they don't know how to do it. And so they focus their experience through their physical body, mm. their physical, the physical apparatus, if you like. So you can think of the bodies as like two uh, attachments to your real self, your real self being your soul, which also contains your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts, Mm. transmitted to the brain of the spirit body, which is uh, like uh, the mind, you could call it, of your spirit body, which you're now using to communicate with Mary, and and also then connected via the silver cord to the brain of your physical body. So that's when you're physical on earth, you're now experiencing all of your experiences through your physical body.
0: So if I had a physical body <clears throat> mm-hmm. which I now don't and when I had the physical body I couldn't feel my spirit, spirit body. body or my soul Yep. And now I don't have a physical body but I have the spirit body and my soul Mhm. But I can't feel my soul still. What why
1: well, you are actually experiencing your soul in many ways, but you are not aware that it's happening. So, for example, whenever you have an emotion, you are actually experiencing what's in your soul. Mm. But at this stage, you're not aware of that. And so to you, it's an emotion that you feel inside of your heart like or feelings that you have, if you like. Does that make sense? Okay. And this, so a lot, of, a lot of it gets down to awareness. Once you become aware, then you have the ability to develop something. But if you, if you are not aware, then obviously you don't have the ability to develop what you're not aware of. Mm, okay. And that makes sense, doesn't it? It's like, on Earth, it's like on Earth when you were on Earth. If you didn't understand engineering, then you didn't know how to develop engineering skills. Yes. But as soon as you start to understand engineering now you can start developing some skills in that particular area.
0: Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: But unfortunately, there's very little known on earth about the human soul and the human spirit body and the human body itself. And so many of these things get ignored, and instead of just developing them, we just experience them.
0: So is every person the same as this? Yes. Okay.
1: Every single person who's ever been created, male or female, doesn't matter.
0: Okay, thank you. Now,
1: animals are not the same. Animals, many animals have a spirit body and a physical body, but they do not have a soul. Hmm.
0: hmm. So what does that mean for animals?
1: Well, they, it means that their soul was not created. They don't have a soul that was created by God. They don't have the ability to have, be self, have self-experience, in other words, self-awareness. So human, the human soul is the only... Part of God's creation that has self awareness, that has individualization and self awareness.
0: Mm. It's interesting. Although it seems as though I didn't have any self awareness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, again, self awareness is something that's developed over time, isn't it? It's like, you know, when you're a child, when you're first born, you know nothing. And then slowly you absorb from your environment. But the difference between you as a child and a, and a, an a animal that's just been born is that an animal has no capacity to determine who itself is in comparison to others, whereas you have the capacity to do that hmm. so in other words you have the capacity for self awareness for self for for experience of your own will whereas an animal doesn't an animal is just governed by it's instinctual and uh, and its requirements for you know for things like procreation and and survival okay whereas the human soul is not just governed by those particular things okay Thank you. yes so now that you have a little bit of an understanding about that and and obviously the, that opens up a whole wide field of investigation doesn't it like in terms of whether that's true or not and and that's something that we can prove actually to you mm-hmm. but but we need to. Um, we'll do that as a part of the discussion, right? Okay. But at least if that gives you a bit of an introductory grounding to, you know, your your own self and how you've been created, this also informs you that there is one half of yourself that is missing, obviously, that you have not yet connected to. Right. Mm-hmm. And for most, uh, for you know, for eighty to ninety percent of of human souls, that that other half. Is the opposite gen is has an opposite uh, sexual characteristic, in other words, an opposite gender. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so if your sexual attractions on Earth were primarily towards a woman, then that would indicate that the other half of your soul is a woman.
0: So, isn't it just my wife?
1: Well, it may not be your wife, and in fact, on Earth, many people, you know, some people meet their soulmates on Earth, their other half. And other and many people don't, for lots of reasons. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Primary reason is that most people are not connected to their soul. So they don't know the feelings of their soul. They're just acting in mm. in addictions and other and other sort of desires and demands that are all based on what they've been taught to have rather than what they actually feel. And yeah. as a result of that, you know, they choose people who meet their addictions rather than who actually meet the other half of their soul their soul's real desires.
0: Mm, well, a lot of people don't stay married, do they? No, so that's right, yeah. Something's up there.
1: Yeah, and the fact is that none of you have, a wo- have women with you and no. there's no women with you tends to indicate there must be some blockage to the other half of your soul, mm. blockage to women. Does that make sense? Otherwise, there would be women with you.
0: Well, and there must be other people somewhere it's just that we can't find them other people mm. like us there are because other people die but we can't correct. find them
1: correct and the reason why you can't find them again is a lot about awareness about what you're aware how to you, you know at this stage you're not aware of how you move you're not aware of how you can communicate you're not aware of following your feelings uh, you mm-hmm. know these are all things that you have to develop awareness to and, and i'll bring you some people that will help you develop those particular things, and as you develop those things, you will meet other groups of people, and many of those other groups of people will be, uh, you know, uh, women as well as men. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, But it's to do with the emotional blockages that you currently have towards women that prevent you from seeing women. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So everything in the spirit world is driven by desires and also by what happened to you on Earth, what you chose to do on Earth. So what I'd like to do now is explain to you how the spirit world is constructed and then what we want to do is sort of merge the two together and see your place in the spirit world, Does that make sense.
0: Mm. So you're saying there's not just the Earth, there's another world?
1: Uh, There's many of such, um, in fact. There's many dimensional existences of which you're experiencing the first dimensional existence after Earth. So you're experiencing a dimensional existence um, where you're quite limited in your capacity, and I'll explain to you why, Uh, when you have the ability to grow your capacity and they become more unlimited in your capacity um, as you do things or, or engage processes that cause you to grow. And we'll talk about how to do that.
0: Okay, I think we need to just listen and learn because it's, it's not clear yet.
1: That's all right. So let's talk about the spirit world and then things will start to get a bit more clearer, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the spirit world was created um, as, well, you could say the laws of the spirit world were created that, are governed, that govern the spirit world in certain ways. Now, all of these laws are based around God's viewpoint of love, and God does exist, even though at this stage many of you don't have a firm opinion of that either way. Um, you'll find that God does exist as as you discover things. But but my suggestion at this stage is you don't have to believe that, but but the the spirit world is constructed in the way that I'm going to explain to you.
0: Well, sense. I think a lot of us have revised our ideas because obviously...
1: Many of you thought when you're dead, you're dead,
0: yes, hmm. something's up,, yeah. so it's possible that
1: that God exists in fact,
0: we feel more convinced that God must somehow exist, yeah. or something else must exist because we still exist,
1: exactly, and you weren't aware of this uh, pri- this existence prior to your prior to your passing, and no. And now that you have passed, you're aware of the existence, so that tends to indicate that there's some design to your existence. Mm. And a design always indicates a designer, right? So, so what, the way God's constructed the laws that govern the spirit world is that everything is, a, is based on God's definition of love. So what God defines what love is, is how everything is based. Now, the darker the condition of a person or a location... The less amount of love is present. Okay. Okay. So when you come to Earth and you notice everything is very quite dark and grey and it's very hard to see, Uh, you often only see silhouetted outlines, Uh, you can see the physical, you see the physical body of the person as a sort of spirit-type form. Yeah. Um, You know, that, that indicates that the condition generally of Earth is pretty dark which mm. means that there's not much love here. Mm. And if you think about your lives on Earth, you can see that, yeah, there probably wasn't much love in your lives. No, either. no. Mm. Now, when you examine different places on Earth, what do you notice? There are some locations that are brighter than others, isn't there? Have you noticed
0: that? Yeah, we haven't really noticed too much. Well,
1: if you look around now. What do you notice?
0: Yeah, it's definitely brighter than some places.
1: Yeah. So let's say um, we now are here at Wilkesdale in our studio and you, you examine the location here. Can you see everything in colour here?
0: Yes, there's some colour. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Okay. And um, if I just do something, I'll just do something. What What do you notice?
0: yeah it's brighter hmm And you're waving around and stuff hmm yeah, it's nicer here
1: mm. yeah okay if you there's a nearby town, King Roy, um have you ever been there with us you We've gone mm. shopping and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know mm-hmm. where that is. So if you can just imagine that place and go, t- say, to the Woolworth Shopping Centre in Kingroy. and then come back.
0: Yeah, it's just darker, like, everywhere, like...
1: So everything's silhouetted. There's no bright locations.
0: Yeah, it's funny because we don't talk about or think about the brightness as mm. much mm. or the darkness even. It's just... Mm-hmm.
1: It just is what it is. Yes, mm. and what I'm suggesting is the brightness is dependent upon the condition of love. So the more in the spirit world, the more colour, if you want to see more colour, you've got to get in a condition where there's more love.
0: Okay. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah. So when you go to the spirit world and you see everything as grey, misty sort of fog, Mm. that's an indication that there's not much love in that location either. Mm. and then the, then, the, then the question becomes well how why is it that we can't get to a more colorful location and that's because your definition of love inside of you your feelings about love are not the same as God's feelings about love okay does that make sense yep and so your feelings about love define where you can go so this is why you've been confined to the earth for a long period of time because the earth is very similar to your condition of love and so it's much easier to be here than it is to be anywhere else.
0: So, But then how do we learn this other definition of love? It's sort of like when we didn't know we had a spirit body mm-hmm. and now, and now we don't know we've got a soul and now we have to learn things that we don't know we have to learn. It's sort of very... Well, in the dark, isn't it?
1: It is, but you've been given opportunities to learn that you've rejected. And I can illustrate that to you. Okay. There's been times when people have come to you who are in a brighter condition than you, if you you remember their bodies. Mm -hmm. Their bodies were brighter than yours. Mm -hmm. And they gave you opportunities to learn. They wanted you to come with them to learn something or... Yeah. And what did you decide to do?
0: Well, I hardly remember that.
1: Yeah. But can you cast your mind back? Each of you have had these experiences.
0: to know. it's like I didn't hear it or didn't...
1: That's right. To you, it wasn't important. Mm. So everything, and this is the other thing that's very important to understand, everything mm. is based upon your will your desire to learn. Mm. So if you don't have a desire to learn, then nobody is really allowed to assist you. You must develop a desire to learn. Now, by coming to me, you have developed some desire to learn. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is encourage your desire to learn more. Does that make sense? When you're on earth, you didn't have a very strong desire, if any desire at all, to learn about the afterlife. And you no. certainly didn't have any desire to learn about God's definition of love. In fact, you focused most of your life on just satisfying your own passions and desires, you know, with regard to physical. I
0: wouldn't say passion, but, yeah, I just lived. Yeah, should we call it appetites.
1: Lived. You, you had appetite for certain things, whether it be food or, you know, sex or alcohol or whatever. And mm. and or just doing things or working or and and you satisfied those particular desires.
0: Yes, I suppose none of us have really thought about it like that before, but mm. we just lived the life that we thought we didn't think
1: well, we li- just lived. That's right, you lived a life that you thought was normal without giving too much consideration about to ethics, morality, or love or mm. any of those things. Mm. And frequently, if you think back on your life on Earth, you sacrificed morality or ethics or love um, in order to just get what you want.
0: Yeah, again, didn't.
1: But you didn't think about it because it wasn't even a conscious decision, really. No. You just thought, well, I'm allowed to get what I want, so I'm going to get what I want.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have typified us as selfish, though.
1: No, I'm not suggesting yeah. that. I'm just saying the average person on earth gives very little thought to ethics, morality, or love. Yeah, okay. And yeah. this is the condition that you've been in. Yeah. And also you've given very little thought to the development of your will. In other words, given very little thought to what do you want to learn about and what are you going to do to learn about it. You you just mm. went with the flow. You, you Yes, you,
0: yes, that's true.
1: And I'd, I'd call it you joined the aimless Sea of humanity. <laughs> do you <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. And there are many, many people on earth who are basically aimless while they're on earth. They have no goals, no desires, or very little goals and desires other than meeting their specific, you know, pleasures or and avoiding pain.
0: Well, I tried to do the right, like, I tried to, I went to work and.
1: Yeah, but that's the right thing as defined a by the earth.
0: Yeah it's yeah.
1: not even the right thing as defined by god so you don't really know at this stage what god's definition of love would have guided you to do
0: no obviously no. obviously i mean that's the you whole just thing did what
1: was the norm on earth
0: this whole <laughs> living without awareness of it all it sort mm. of it still feels a bit like how are we supposed to know
1: well that is dependent upon the development of your will And this is something that is very badly understood on earth as well. Most people on earth don't understand how important it is to develop inside of yourself a desire, a passion to work out things, you know, a desire, a thirst for knowledge, if you like, a thirst
0: thirst for truth.
1: Mm, So it's very important for you now to start looking at developing your thirst for truth, you know, finding out what is true and what is not. And wanting to find it out, not just aimlessly going about your life for the next 50 <laughs> years.
0: <laughs> okay. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah. Instead, you want to find out what is true and then you want to act upon what is true. So on earth, you had no desire or little desire to find out what is true. In fact, if you think about your beliefs, you, you thought really it was impossible to know what was true.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: When it, Particularly when it comes to things like love and and also things like spirit world life after death and all those things, the, the general feeling that amongst all of you were, were was that it's really impossible to find out what is true, so we might as well not bother.
0: <laughs> yes, and I still feel a little bit like that because mm-hmm. you're saying now I'm in this spirit body, mm-hmm. which makes sense,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's almost like I couldn't know that that was there until I left the physical body, but now you're saying also that I have a soul and I but almost feel either. that I... Can't know everything.
1: You can. When you say you can't know everything, of course, God designed the universe in such a way that you can learn forever and still have things to learn. So, so you've got to get over the concept of knowing everything. You don't have to know everything. The key is to know what brings more and more happiness. And and what I'm suggesting Mm, to you is what brings you happiness is love. That's how God designed the soul. And if you learn God's definition of love, you are going to naturally become more happy and you're going to naturally have a wider uh, range of experiences. You're going to naturally have more uh, freedom and you're also going to naturally have more light in your life, more colour, more, you know, and Mm. people and and different experiences in your life. These are all part and parcel of that. Now, what I'm suggesting to you is that is true also on earth, but the majority of people don't know that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: Well, I didn't know that no. for sure.
1: And the majority yeah. of people don't know it because we're not taught it. No, Our parents didn't know it. Our parents have wanted to remain ignorant and that also then causes us to finish up remaining ignorant. And then we don't have a very developed desire for, or to seek truth and as a result we do remain ignorant until we pass. And even mm. then for many years after we've passed we remain ignorant of what is true.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: But if, that, if there was a different uh, teaching on earth where seeking the truth was important, right, mm. then you can see that there would be nobody on earth would really tolerate ignorance. Everyone would be seeking more truth. This would create a passion or desire in the soul to seek truth. This would, would, this would cause us to be less aimless and more directed with our, mm. with our desires. And then as a result of that, you know, once we passed, we'd already know what was going to happen because we'd already sought the truth of that before we passed.
0: It sort of feels frightening when you say that. A number of us feel a bit frightened when you posit that as a possibility.
1: Mm. Well, this is the thing is that ignorance is generally driven by the underlying emotion of fear. In other words, we're afraid to find out what is true Mm. because it causes us to feel things that we don't want to have to feel. Right. And so this is what you need to do. You need to be prepared to feel things, even if you're scared, prepared to feel things and still want to know what was true. Doesn't sense?
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: Now, there's no um, – like, God's not a punishing God, so that's the first thing you need to know about God. Okay. So God hasn't constructed a hell – which you'll get tormented in.
0: No, well, we don't really feel, tor- you know, fire and no torment and, or anything like that.
1: But it is stressful, isn't it, living in a situation where you don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. So that's been, yes. that's been your torment, if you like. Y- yes. And that's the result of you not having a developed will while you're on earth. Okay. In other words, not developing your will on earth to find out about love and to find out about ethics and find out about morality and find out about what's God's truth. Mm. And that the lack of developed will causes us to pass without a lack of developed will. So with a lack of developed will. And so what we finish, I see. sorry, yes. not the opposite, yes. but with a okay. lack of developed will. And so what we then do is we with our feeling, will. Well, what do we do now? We got, we don't, we just are, are as aimless as we were really on Earth, without any real goals or desires yes, or passions. Yeah, or we else.
0: feel aimless. Yes.
1: Yeah. And and partly we're aimless because we it helps us prevent some fear based emotions.
0: Okay. So
1: so that indicates that within each of human, any person that passes from Earth generally has fear within them that they're going to have to experience at some point okay. as an emotion. Okay. Doesn't that make sense? Yes. The key is to not be afraid of your emotions, but ra- rather just feel the emotion, including the emotion of fear, just to feel it. And uh, as you feel it, you'll release it. In fact, you will you'll see colours coming out of you as you release it, and that helps you feel it.
0: Okay. does
1: that make sense? Yeah. Okay, but getting back to the spirit world and how it's constructed. So, so every place in the spirit world is dependent upon condition of love and awareness. So, for example, when you are not here on earth, you go to this place that's very foggy and everything. Mm. Can you see why it might be foggy? Can you see there's a relationship between the fogginess and what you can't see and the condition, the spiritual condition that you're actually in, which is that you can't see very much and that everything's a bit foggy and you're a bit aimless.
0: Oh. And
1: so the location matches your emotional experience. Now, the Mm. reason why God's constructed it that way is so that you feel the emotion of your aimlessness. Oh. Can you see that? So God constructs it to expose your attraction causes an exposure of the actual emotional condition you need to let yourself feel. So in you, in, in the case of you so guys...
0: it's not that we're aimless because there's nothing around us that we can see to do or interact correct, with. Correct, It's because we already...
1: Were aimless inside of the feeling. Were
0: aimless.
1: You construct a reality oh. that is the result to actually expose to you the true condition of your aimlessness.
0: So does that mean if we stop being aimless?
1: Your reality will change. Yeah. Your locations that you can visit will change. Now, already in this conversation, you're...
0: Yes, I changed. feel the, the confirmation of that already mm-hmm. now as I look around. and
1: So what do you notice now looking around?
0: Well, there is more clarity. Yeah. There's some sort of even landscape sort of,
1: yeah. that so the fog I haven't is not, noticed
0: before. The
1: fog is sort of lifting. Yes. And that's because your awareness is changing and you're becoming mm. aware of the emotion that's dri- driven the fog.
0: And is it because now I want to know more?
1: Correct. Mm.
0: That's quite miraculous, isn't it? It
1: is. That's the way God constructed it. And the reason why God constructed it that way is so that wherever you are exposes to you the real feelings that exist within your soul, even though you might be in intellectual denial of those feelings. Uh They are the feelings that exist inside of the soul. And what God is trying to help you do is to release the feelings that are unloving by feeling them, And, and God wants you to have feelings that are loving by feeling them. Now, a lot of the loving feelings can't come unless you release the unloving ones. So in other words, you can't see with more clarity without releasing, without seeing that you actually have been aimless. Mm. In other words, you've got to feel that you have been aimless and you've got to feel like you want to do something about that. Okay. And as you feel that feeling, your environment changes so that you can now see more of your environment automatically. Does that Mm. make sense? So, God's constructed it's quite it. Quite
0: amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very amazing how God's created it. It's quite, um, as you say, it's quite miraculous when you engage it. But after you've engaged it many times, you realize that it makes a lot of sense as well, you know, from a logical perspective. God's trying to expose to you the emotion that's inside of you that causes you to attract the location that you're in. And <coughs> and the location you're in is there, God's God's designed it to be there. As part of your attraction. In fact, in God's designed law, that means that you created your environment.
0: So this is another thing that doesn't happen when we're on earth, though, does it?
1: Uh, no, it's pretty, pretty much the case on earth. You create your environment on earth like, as well. Um,
0: but I didn't create the trees or the rocks? or No,
1: your condition of love creates your environment. See, on Earth you have, the the beauty on Earth is that you have, you can experience things without, um, what would I say? On Earth you've given the opposite God is very merciful about the Earth location. In other words, God, there's a whole heap of things we have the choice to learn on Earth and we can choose to learn it or not learn it, right? Okay. Um, Now when you pass, one part of this passing is that, God now exposes to you the choices you have made on earth.
0: Okay. Does
1: that make sense? Uh, Yes. So on earth, one of the choices you made was to remain aimless. You didn't realise you were making that choice to remain in ignorance, but that is a choice that you did make. You, You did actually have the opportunities to learn even on earth, but you refused to take them. Okay, And those opportunities were created even right from your childhood. But but your parents and others around you tried to force you into their perception of what life should be. And then because you didn't want to break those paradigms that had been um, established by a society that you live generally in, And we haven't talked about yet the backgrounds of each of your locations, but this is something you can analyse. You can see that it caused you to to be predisposed towards remaining ignorant, but you did have opportunities to not be ignorant. You just dismissed them. And if you go examine your Earth life more fully, you'll see that actually has been the case.
0: That's something that we will each have to consider. But yeah. this, how does that relate to our environment? you saying that it's not as we don't create our environment because God is merciful.
1: No, when, when on, God, earth. on earth, um, God's always merciful. I'm not suggesting God's less merciful when, he's in the, when you're in the spirit world. Okay. But, but what I'm suggesting is on earth you have opportunities to change your choices many times. Throughout your life, right? Mm-hmm. But but unfortunately, we frequently don't change our choices on Earth. In the spirit world, God is more a bit more firm with regard to justice. In other words, what God's uh, what what God's done with the spirit world is he's designed laws that actually say, "Well, now you've made those choices. Now I want to expose the emotions that have caused these choices to be made," right? Now, on earth, you had the choice to find those emotions, but you didn't choose to. But in the spirit world, you have less choice to find the emotions. You are now pulled to the location. Uh,
0: so it's like we're more forced to...
1: To come to terms with what you've done,
0: okay. your
1: choices you've actually made. Does that make sense?
0: So that's sort of like the church said about hell.
1: Um, I suppose you could say that. Um, you know, there is no Satan the devil and there's no place of um, fiery brimstone on internal torment, but there are locations in the hells where there is fire and, and there is.
0: Mm. But in a sense, I mean, we're paying for the things that we did on earth, even if we didn't know that were wrong.
1: Yes. You, well, no, God's trying to expose to you what choices you did make that are out of harmony with God's love. Right now, that's what God's trying to do. And one of the things I'm suggesting to you is this choice you made to remain ignorant, that mm. it was actually a choice. And, and it was driven by some fears that you'll find you'll expose right. a, a, as, you, as you start to make choices, you know.
0: Mm, okay. The, the, you mentioned about analysing our lives on earth. Mm-hmm. And we all come from very different Sort of, we've had different lives, but the one thing that we found that we have in common mm-hmm. is that we each passed due to some kind of complaint in our chest. Yes. Some I had, I had lung cancer personally, yeah. but some others had like a heavy cough that yeah. led to their death. Yeah. Um, some sort of lung problem.
1: So most of them were not heart-based problems but lung-based problems. Is that correct?
0: Yes, yes, that is correct, yes. So, you know, in your chest you think there's some organs that are
1: essential to your life. One of them is your lungs, obviously, another is your heart.
0: No, yes, I'm sorry. I'm just conferring it is all the lungs.
1: Yes. So what does that tell you about life? There must be something. Well, we that must
0: have made some choices from what you're saying that
1: are the same.
0: That are the same, and are, does that?
1: And I'm the saying, only
0: thing we can find the same in amongst us is the lungs. Yes. So. So,
1: what does that tell what you? What
0: choices did we make about our lungs?
1: And well, I'm already discussing with you the choice you made.
0: The aimlessness.
1: Yeah, there's obviously a deep feeling in all of you, right? To do. Either things for others or, only, or to be aimless and ignorant with regard to what you choose to do. So you're not breathing in life, are you? Mm -hmm. You could say most of you have avoided making choices to discover more about life.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you'll notice whenever I say something, you, there's an emotion that gets kicked up inside of you. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that's an indication of the truth of what I'm saying to you. Does that make sense? hmm Yeah. The key is to feel those emotions. So, so to find out why each of you made the choice to be aimless. Does that make sense? But it did cause your particular form of ailment that caused your death's. Okay. So the same problem caused that as well.
0: Okay, thank this you. Sense, yes, there's a relationship we can... between
1: those things. Yes. Yep. So it doesn't really matter. See, and this is why you are all together. The law of attraction operates in such a way. There is a law that God may call the law of attraction that eventually all the people who sort of feel the same way with regard to their primary emotion are all drawn together. And that works on earth as well as in the spirit world as well. Mm. So, this is why you're now all together and you'll have that common. See, in a normal sample of 300 people, that you would have 300 different ways probably that they died.
0: Yes. Yes. This was, that's right.
1: Yes. Uh, so, 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 the fact that all of you have similar ways that you've died. Is an indication that now the law of attraction is working in such a way that you're all being drawn together because you have the same feelings about life. Okay. Now, th- and this is why many of you can't see women, is you all have the same feelings too about women. Mm. And, and also the reason why there's not women around you is because those women all have the same feelings about men.
0: Mm.
1: Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so unless these feelings change and become more in line with God's truth, um, nothing will change.
0: So how can we learn God's truth then?
1: The way you learn God's truth is really, well, there's a couple of ways. One way is to intellectually learn it, just like you would on earth if you went to a school. Okay. Uh, And the problem with that way is that it's um, very slow, cumbersome, and, and you already have inside of you some emotions that would prevent your understanding intellectually. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. The best
1: way and is God's way of learning, and that is to release the emotions that block your learning. Do you follow me? So you've got sure. to let go of, how you, of of why, in your case, why is it that you didn't want to use your will more positively? There's got to be reasons uh, inside of you. Mm. And if you can release that emotionally, you will have a greater capacity to learn because there's no longer that emotional block preventing learning. So a lot of people don't realise on earth that actually learning is mostly prevented by an emotional state, by your emotional condition, by I the emotions that before. you're blocking, right?
0: Yes. None of us have ever considered this No.
1: Before. But if you examine your life, you can see that there's certain opportunities of learning offered to you which you rejected and those particular opportunities you rejected for certain reasons and those reasons were all emotional.
0: Again, it's something that we need to investigate and uh, reflect upon.
1: But let me explain more about the spirit world because it's important. Um, So so what God's done is God's made uh, these laws that govern, you know, the level of brightness is basically the level of love of a location. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. And the level of brightness of the person is the level of love in the person. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Now the people who have more brightness know more about love.
0: Okay. So the- we we need to. Find them and ask them. Correct. Well,
1: you won't even have to find them because they're actually already around you and I'm going to invite them to You just can't see them at the moment, but I'm going to invite them so that you can see them. Great. 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 What have you noticed?
0: Yes, there are others among us.
1: Now, yeah. What yeah. you yeah. noticed about them?
0: They're brighter. <clears throat>
1: they're brighter, so they have more knowledge of love than you do now. So that's a good sign because you can learn from them. What else? Um, Are they all men?
0: Mainly, yes.
1: Yeah, but are there some women?
0: Yeah, a couple.
1: Yeah. Let's ask for a few more women to come.
0: Okay. One is the wife of Doug. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I don't, I don't really like being around women.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. This is why you have not been around women. Why don't you like being I around
0: women? feel aching in my chest. Yes, it's that's like the sadness breathe. you have. I can't breathe.
1: That's because you're not letting yourself feel your sadness about how you feel about women. How, how have you felt about women on earth? I
0: never thought about it.
1: No, but now if you feel about it, you've got this aching in your chest.
0: Oh, I just feel like, oh, so much. They want so much. I feel smothered and okay. I feel sad.
1: This also, if you think about it, all, for all of you, you've felt that about women, haven't you? You can see this is something that's yes, common. Yes, yes. Again, so this tells you that all of you have grown up in a life where you felt quite smothered by women. Mm. Does so that make sense? Mm. And this has also contributed to your chest ailments.
0: You just have to work and work and work and
1: work. They want you to work for them. Yes. Do a whole heap of things for them, make their fear go away, and it's just like never-ending. So how all of you feel. Right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: There are feelings you need to process. Now, what I'd like is the brighter women, the ones who are brighter women, to stay there, if the ones who are not so bright can just leave for a moment.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: What do you notice about the women who are brighter? <sighs> do they have feelings that they want you to work for them? No. No.
0: It's still hard.
1: Yeah, because you're still you shutting down the feelings. That's why it's hard. If you just let yourself feel your feelings, as you need to do. Yeah about women, you'll find that you'll release this feeling of being smothered by women. Mm-hmm. And if you can release the feeling of being smothered by women, then any woman who tries to smother you, you won't respond to anymore. See, so on earth, any woman who tried to smother you, you let them smother you. Yes. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So these are just things we've learned. So so if we just go back to having the men, the bright men with you.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Okay. So so um, these bright men, they indic- it indicates that they are in a better condition of love than you are, that they know more about the spirit world than you do, that they know more about seeking love, truth, and morality than you do, and they know more about God's opinion than you do. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so if you want to learn, there's a, op- a great opportunity now, isn't there, to learn from them. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. We will we'll ask them. Yeah. Yes.
1: But if I follow a bit more through this so that you understand. Now, what happens is many of the things I'll talk about will trigger you emotionally, and I know it's difficult for you then to understand what I'm saying to you because you're feeling things, right? Yes. Um, but if I can give enough of a background for you, then at least you know where to go from here. You follow me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. rather than you just sort of feeling like so emotionally distraught uh, that you can't hear anything anymore. Mm. What we need to do is we just need to remember that these are just emotions, the feelings, you're allowed to have them. Um, no one's going to judge you for them or anything, but but the key is to not fight them. But but the more you learn now, the better your opportunities will become. Okay. You follow? Yeah. All right, so, so what we've said is there's levels of love, in the, right? Now, every major demarcation in love is called a sphere in the spirit world. You could think of it as a, a, a universe of on its own, like a, like a location, if you like, on its own. Okay. And there's, there's many, many spheres in the spirit world. At this stage, I think there's, um, well, there's 36 spheres in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And you're in the first one. Okay. Okay. And each new sphere, so sphere number two, has a higher condition of love. And sphere number three, higher condition of love again, and so forth. Mm, that's uh, good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So so And it just keeps on going. Now, um, there's two ways you can progress, and so one way limits your condition of love to the sixth sphere, which is still pretty good. Okay. It's much better than way, what you're experiencing now. And the other condition of love is an infinite progression. Okay. Right? So so the two conditions of love are quite simple to understand. One condition is the development of love within, from within yourself, and that's called natural love or the love of each human, that each human has, that God seeded, if you like, but you have to choose to grow in, in Okay. Nature.
0: And you're saying that we don't. We haven't done that.
1: You haven't done that, no. Okay. And the second type of love is to receive God's love into your soul. God can transmit God's love into your soul. Mm. And that type of love, because God's love is infinite, that type of love means that you can also grow infinitely. Whereas human love is finite, and so that means that if you develop it that way that your growth will be finite.
0: Okay. At this stage it would just be good to be somewhere a bit better. It would, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you're already in a place that's a bit better. Yes. Because you can see your surroundings. Yep. Can you see how your surroundings now yeah, you it's can see better. your surroundings is yeah. already better. It's better. And this is because you became aware of this lack of will and you've now wanted now to have some desire to develop this will. And so now your location is better.
0: So that's really, we just have to keep doing this thing.
1: Well, I would like to asking. explain to you. Let's see. There's, there's easy ways to do it and there's hard ways to do it. And, okay. And so, you know, it's better if you know the easy ways to do it than, okay. than using the harder ways. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, the other people that I've invited to be with you who are also spirits, they don't, not people from earth, they're spirits, and um, they know the easy way that I'm going to explain. Sorry,
0: to are they not people, they've not been on earth? No, they've just They've lived on been earth here. in the past. Okay. But
1: they died, some of them after you, some of them before you, but the majority of them before you. Okay. Um, okay. But they've learnt issues of love. They've right. grown in love to a point now where they can help you with your education in love.
0: So they used to be like us? He
1: okay, used to be like you. In fact, what I'm going to do is get one of them to show you how he lived his life on Earth. Do that. Mm,
0: it's very similar, isn't it? Very
1: similar. So he knows the kind of things you're going to have to work on because his life on Earth was very similar. He had the same kind of oppression by women. He had the same kind of you know lack of will when he passed, mm. and so forth right so so what was okay. his what is it what is his name
0: garand it's a strange name <laughs> garand Chu. It's, it's a name I've never heard before yes yeah yeah,
1: yes. and what nationality was he on the you know? Some What area of Earth did he come from?
0: Sort of in this northern region. He it says it's not there anymore.
1: No, because the Earth itself has actually changed. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, okay, but his nation is not there anymore. But it was quite cold in the very north.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, when he passed, he passed with the same kind of emotions that you have. So he obviously knows how to get rid of those emotions, how to, what he had to do to work through those emotions. So what I'm going to do soon is leave him with you to explain mm. to you how to grow and how to change in the spirit world. But before we do that, what I'd like to do is explain some basics to you and so that it will help your understanding.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so so he's shown you a picture of how his life was on Earth. Now mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is get him to show you a picture of where he lives now.
0: Mm, very nice. Yeah. Very bright, very free, very nice.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get him now to show you oh, where he lived when he first passed. On Earth. Oh, after uh,
0: yeah, it's very like us, mm-hmm. maybe darker.
1: Mm. So that should tell you that even though you are in the condition you're currently in, you can change it by choices you make.
0: Mm, that's quite good.
1: Yeah, it's good. So God hasn't sort of said, well, you've done all these things on earth, so now you're in this location in the spirit world and you're going to stay there forever.
0: It's not okay. like that at all. That's good news. Yeah.
1: Rather, what God has done is said, "Right, well, you did a certain things on earth. You're in this location now in the spirit world so that God can show you what emotions you have that, that you didn't know you had. Right?
0: Mm, okay.
1: And then if you can feel those emotions and start to actually change them, and we'll talk about how to do that, you will eventually get into different conditions. Now remember I said there were 36 dimensional spaces which are called spheres. Yes. And I said that development in one way, development in natural love, which is the love that comes from within inside of yourself, it's it's the, you know, human love that exists will limit you at the sixth sphere. Yes. Whereas yes. development in God's love, I said is going to allow you to progress infinitely.
0: Yes, we oh. remember yes. Yeah.
1: Now, um, that being the case, it would make sense to develop in God's love. And ironically, developing in God's love is easier than developing in natural love. So God's made it to be easier. But Mm -hmm. it does require something of you which you guys are going to struggle with, and that is connection to emotion. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So this is where your primary uh, part of learning is. Two things is connection to your will, mm-hmm. y- you know, exercising your will to know God's truth, mm-hmm. and connection to your emotion, your willingness to experience emotions that block you from awareness. Okay. All right, so by coming and having a chat with me, we've already partially unblocked this uh, emotion with regard to will.
0: Because, why. yes,
1: yes. And as a result, you can see instantly some changes in your environment.
0: Yes, it's very good.
1: Right. So so you can see that if you further develop your will, that it's highly likely that there's always going to be further changes in your environment. Mm, yes. Based yes. on that particular truth you've already learned through your experience. Yes. Now, what I'm suggesting is that you can use your will to develop yourself in love from a human perspective, or you can use your will to develop your love from God's perspective. And what I'm suggesting to you is far better to develop your love from God's perspective than it is from the human perspective.
0: Sure, it makes sense.
1: Yep. Now, the way you do that is, is by asking God to receive love. But the asking isn't just an intellectual asking. Okay. It requires a longing, an emotion to come from your heart and the willingness to experience the emotion when it arrives, which will expose a lot of sadnesses in you. Do you follow me? Yes. And there needs to be then a willingness to experience that particular sadness. If you use your will to not experience the sadness, then that will block the flow of that love.
0: Mm, okay. You follow
1: me? So so to have a true longing for God's love requires that you feel a heartfelt desire to receive God's love. And you can do that even though you don't really believe God exists. You can say, God, if you exist, I would love, I would like to experience your love, right? And God can even show you through that interaction that God exists. Yes. By giving you some love. And then you can see whether God exists or not through that experience, right? Do you want to try that experiment? Okay. You remember Just that wait. it's going to require a feeling coming from you to have that love, and it's also going to require of you a willingness to experience some emotion because you'll find that God's love varies, varies a lot from your concept of love currently. We can help you through that process. Yeah? Mm, mm.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. I think we would, we're we going to try. Yep.
1: And if you want, you can just have a smaller group if you try first, if you want. Um, but you might as well all try. There's no difference between the small group trying and all of you trying. So what you do is you feel like you you want to know whether God exists and you want to know whether God has love for you and you want to feel you feel that in your heart like feel that you want to know and
0: it's very emotional isn't it it is
1: very emotional yeah you got to let yourself feel the emotion so it's okay to cry and whatever emotion comes up it's okay to feel some of you feel scared so you know let yourself shake or whatever but but still do it you know the key is to not to not to not avoid, you know, we don't want to avoid doing it. So you just breathe and just let yourself feel and ask God for confirmation about God's existence and whether God has love for you and whatever emotion comes, you just allow yourself that to feel that emotion. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you've just allowed it just a little bit at this stage, right? Yes, it's working. Yeah, and you're quite emotional. And and it being quite emotional, you haven't noticed your surroundings. So what I'd like you to do is have a look at your surroundings.
0: So much better.
1: Makes you feel like crying again, doesn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's so much better thank you so much
1: yeah yeah. so now you've got some colour in your surroundings right
0: I still feel very sad though
1: yeah that's okay you, you get, remember I said you're going to have to learn to allow the emotions so sadness means crying you're going to have to learn to cry you're going to have to learn to let yourself cry on Earth, you really shut that down a lot, right? Yep. Um, but you're going to have to learn to let yourself do some crying. If you refer to your person who's going to guide you, can you see that he had to do a lot of crying? Yes. So that's, that's not a problem. It's mm. just an emotion. Mm. just got to let it out. It's a bit of pain, you know, but mm-hmm. the key is to let out your pain so it doesn't, you don't carry it around inside of you anymore. So what I've just described to you is how to progress with God's love. Really quite simple, but can you see it requires that you let yourself feel some fairly challenging emotions?
0: Yes, I still feel challenged, but it's mm. a wonderful experience.
1: Mm. Mm. Now, did all of you do that?
0: Most of us, yes.
1: i is like, good news. Yeah, what I like is... Because the ones who didn't do it are not with you anymore. No. So what I'd like you to do is go back to them. I know that's hard. Yes. Go back to them. So we don't want to leave any behind.
0: No, no.
1: And just encourage them to do that now because it, you, you've you already had a change.
0: Yes, they're trying now. Yes, it's so good. It's yeah. worked
1: for them. Yeah. Okay, now is there any missing still? Just one. So let's go back and get that one too. We don't want to leave him behind. If all of you go back, even just to. I know it's hard to go back, but because the new place is a lot better.
0: (laughs) He's done it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good.
1: Yeah, we don't, don't want to leave them behind.
0: Thank you very much. Mm.
1: So now you know the basic fundamentals of how to receive God's love. You know you're going to have to experience emotion and that's something you're all going to have to get used to. And that's something that you will have to use your own will to do. You know, nobody else can do that for you. They Mm -hmm. can show you what to do, but you have to do it for you, you know. And that's something you need to develop inside of yourself, a desire to do, you know. But every time you do it, you will be rewarded by having a different location and more freedom and so forth.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: So it's worth doing.
0: Yes. Uh, It's
1: just a little bit of pain to get a lot of pleasure, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Let go of your pain. While, While if you don't let go of your pain, your pain remains inside of you. And if it remains inside of you, then you have no opportunity to move beyond where you are. So, so every time you become stagnant and you're not moving, it's an indication that there's some pain inside of you that you haven't focused on, you haven't decided to, you've decided to shut it down and not move on it. And as a result, that's going to lock you in a certain place for a certain amount of time. Does that make
0: sense. It does. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. I feel lighter than I have in so long.
1: Yeah, well, you probably can't remember how long either. No. At times when you were a child, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of getting rid of emotion too, you see. It's like, you know, you, each time you get rid of an emotion that's sad or or lonely or whatever negative emotion you're feeling, and then it's gone for good. And if it's gone for good, then... Change is possible,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can. And God's love can help. Like if you ask God for love, what happens is the love the love will enter as long as you allow yourself to experience any emotion that might come up. Okay. And yeah, and all that will be the
0: challenge. Yes. That come up.
1: Yes. Every time you ask for God's love, even the spirit who's progressed the most, every time they ask for God's love. They're always overwhelmed emotionally, and that makes sense when you think about it logically. If God's love is infinite and we're finite beings, and you mm. can see that, you know, we're receiving a part of the infinite's feelings, and you can see that it's going to be overwhelming every time.
0: Okay. Yeah. You just got
1: to get used to that, you know, mm. as a part of your growth. <clears throat> You'll find that every new experience is quite amazing, you know, like there's so many, like there's so much to learn that you're sort of trying to catch up all the time. <laughs> <Do> you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And you feel like, oh, I've just got that and now there's another thing. Yes. And you got to get used to that too. Yes. You used to get used to changing all the time.
0: Mm, mm. Okay. After
1: a while you'll like it, you know.
0: Yes, we we have some work to do
1: (laughs) yeah yeah now if you look at your surroundings what do you notice they're good they're They're so good yeah yeah Yeah. would your guide like to tell you where you are where are you in this 36 dimensional
0: still in the first sphere he says correct but it's so good
1: yeah it's a lot better isn't it so in the first sphere there's many locations right from the depths of hell as the saying goes which are very very dark and Mm. Very cold and no light, right up to uh, quite a bright place. Like it'd be like the prettiest place you know on Earth, you know. Right. And then, and then into the second sphere is beyond what you've ever experienced on Earth. Yeah. Okay. And then it improves from there on.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. Mm.
1: And you may find that you all, after you've uh, released some of these different emotions that you have, that you probably don't stay together as a group. Because you'll have all different kinds of things you want to discover, and some of you will have different ideas of what you want to discover than others, and so you might find that you finish up, you know, visiting each other regularly, but going off and having your own experiences and coming back and meeting meeting up with each other and sharing your experiences and so forth.
0: In
1: mm. that make sense, sure. Yeah, but we didn't want to leave anybody behind in that location. Yeah, thank um, you. So I wanted to try to have of each of you. Of the experience
0: thank you very much hmm. thank you very much
1: hmm. now i think that's probably enough oh that, it's more moment? than enough <laughs> um there's a lot to discover so you remember this is just the beginning of your discovery process the key is to work through this will thing you know there's been been a big influence on the earth of suppressing your will you know people shutting down your will and shutting down your Desire to discover things and, you know, and then after a while you shut down your own desire to discover things. You don't want to do that anymore. Mm. And, uh, and to continue listening to the advice of those brighter spirits, you see, because they, they know they've already gone through the experiences.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It is hard to stay now.
1: Yeah, because there's too to much go. to do, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
0: Thank you very much. It's
1: my pleasure, Neil, and uh, hopefully the rest of you as well enjoy yourself in the process now instead of feeling stuck for years and years.
0: Yes, it's such a difference. It's like a ticket to a new world, yeah. and I guess that's what it is. It is a new
1: world. It's a physical yeah. location that, that you've now attracted yourself to because of a change in your mm-hmm. condition.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Yeah, no, they were, they were good. Not all hard and harsh?
0: No. It makes a change, eh?
1: Yeah. I was thinking there, you know, the other day about us reading uh what was it in the I think it was in the life of Elysian. Yeah how some of the hardest people to move are those people who have chosen ignorance and chosen to not know, you know, mm. chosen to be just a part of aimless humanity sort of thing. No real will, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know me, I used to get so up in arms about it and now I feel... Really connected to my own lack of personal will, you know.
1: Well, what I feel too is that people who are like that are the most easy, easily influenced by spirits.
0: Of course, so you have all yeah. of
1: these earthbound spirits who are ignorant, attracted to a whole group of people on Earth who are ignorant, and then it's just addictions that cause them to do whatever. Yeah, there's no other aim or goal, or, you know. There's no. Like everything's just aimless and pointless type of thing, you know. Yeah. Aside from meeting the underlying addictions.
0: Addictions of the person on, well, of each of them. Both,
1: of the person in the spirit and on earth. Mm.
0: Yeah, which is just avoidance or avoidance of emotion, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good to help them. I I found it a bit challenging in parts, partly, I think, because they didn't have a strong will. Mm. Um, And at one point I was sort of feeling like, oh, um, gee, I'm not very connected to this. And then I was like, oh, no, they're just sort of very passive. Mm. But then, you know, I... I have similar feelings of being oppressed by women and not using my will as well, not in the same way that they were. but
1: Yeah, a lot of chest ailments are related to oppression.
0: Yeah, when they said that and I thought I... Suffocating. Yeah. And that's from my mum, I feel that. Yeah. She's very...
1: It seems to be very female oppression related.
0: The chest.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't know why that is, but... Mm. I think because most most oppression that comes from women is based around fear. Do you know? What I mean?
0: Projecting their fear onto the yeah, other. So yeah. So it
1: becomes, it's a like a nun like men's oppression it's is usually violent. overt. Yeah. Not, you know, like violent or overt or. Yes. But women's oppression is more manipulative and fear-based manipulation and yes. so forth and. Yeah. A, and becomes insidious you don't sort of you live in it without like being able to do anything about it without feeling that you're being unloving you know yeah and then and i feel that that causes a lot of these the reason why m- many women are associated with the problem of chest ailments in any gender are, yeah. are, are, I feel, primarily because of the type of influence that occurs. Mm. A, wo- a woman prides herself generally on not being violent, but the reality is, emotionally, that women are definitely a lot more violent than men. Men are violent physically, women mm. are violent emotionally. Mm. Do you know what
0: I mean? Yes, and some men and some women are both emotionally some, and physically yeah, violent. Hey? Yeah. And that's pretty, like, terrible. But yeah, but it's right. very It's more obvious. socially acceptable for a...
1: Uh... Well, it's socially acceptable. It's not socially acceptable for a man to be violent in many cultures now, except when women are... <laughs> lives are at stake. Um, yeah,
0: but I was going to say, no, that's very accepted.
1: But, like, for instance, there's laws that prevent a man from being... Uh, physically violent in yes. most countries. Yes, But no. there's no law ever being created that prevent a woman from being emotionally violent.
0: Yeah. No, I was just remembering a little kid that I had. Man, I felt so sorry for him. He just, was just getting... it's just a client I had when I worked for Child News Mental Health. And he had a physical problem as well, a physical illness that he's brother had died from and he lived with his mother and his mother was just so horrible to him and made him feel guilty about his brother's death and and made him feel like the dead brother was better and and this poor young kid he'd come and see me and i just felt so much compassion for him and and he had problems because obviously i'm a woman you know yeah and we had this physiotherapist who's a, a guy who worked in another department and I I put to the young guy, the kid, you know, would you like to go and see so-and-so And because it would help him with the physical ailment as yeah. well as the yeah, yeah. emotional side of things. He just needed someone in his life. Anyway, I put that to the kid and the kid said yes and I went out and told the mother, look, you know, we've talked, this is what we're going to do. She just went batshit. Oh. How dare you make an arrangement with him? I'm the mother. I have to know. I tease, can't say what he wants. You know, it was just Mm -hmm. I I wonder what happened to that poor kid now.
1: He's probably dead.
0: Yeah, because it was a very emotionally abusive situation and I could do nothing. I had situations when I worked for that. um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's passed, actually. Um, Worked for Child and Youth Mental Health where I'd call child services and honestly, it was just like calling the post office. You know that unless there's blood, physical. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's things. there's laws that's, against yeah that's the physical what I'm violence, too. but there's yeah.
1: no law against the even more pervasive emotional abuse, and particularly coming from mothers. Yes, and this um, mother, just, it was
0: overt. Like amongst the team, we knew she was really a horrible, horrible bitch person, yeah. to this. Kid yeah. who, he lived alone with her. You know, it was just. Yeah, I think terrible. there might have been a sister, but okay. The remember. only
1: time he gets away from it is at school.
0: Yeah, and but because he has the physical, um, issue. he can't get to school. Yeah.
1: Half the time, you know.
0: He had. Um,
1: I, I felt the same with my mum to a large degree. Because you could, you were physically a lot sick, and you couldn't get away all from, the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: And also, she would have been so afraid. About your physical illness is oh, like a course, double yes. whammy, so isn't it? it yeah. This woman was just hard and callous to this kid's illness, but yeah, well. she's probably the most. I really struggle with women myself, personally.
1: Well, I feel that like, you know, the, I feel that women get away with many things that are just as abusive of what men do, mm. because the women are not being violent like what is classified as, you know, causing blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, bruises.
1: Yeah, I think they bruise them a lot, but, you know, the reality is that, it, oh, you know, and everybody says, oh, a mother's love is such a you nice know, crap, like, like.
0: I watch that in man. common media now, you know, in movies and TV and stuff, and what's called a mother's love or sort of portrayed, it's actually mother's violence a lot of the time. It's none of those Emotional not that, her, her violence.
1: terrified, fearful oppression.
0: And ownership <laughs> and over ownership the child. And ownership of the
1: child, it's just full on.
0: If you really had a selfless love for the child, you would act in the interests of the child at all times. But most of the time you see women portraying motherhood as acting in their own self-interest when it comes to the child. Correct,
1: yeah.
0: Whether that be holding on to the child, having them near them, yeah. or... Or directing what the child should do, eat, wear. Yeah, it's
1: just terrible, isn't it? Important to sort of sort it out.
0: Yeah, I find it's really.
1: It's good we could help those guys though to feel some of the oppression.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I found I found it a bit confronting there as well because. They have given up their will in order to try and avoid the oppression and that's something I strongly identify in myself. Yeah. Stop wanting, stop feeling anything, Mary. Just stop wanting anything because...
1: Just be aimless.
0: It's just, it highlights the oppression so much more. If I just get passive, yeah, then I'll, I'll, I can deny it. sort of it. cope with the yeah. oppression.
1: Method of coping with the oppression. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's good for them to, yeah, like you said... Experience some will, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's good. Mm-hmm. Been pretty patient by the themes as well. Been <laughs> around for a while. Yeah. Waiting for an opportunity. <laughs>